Welcome to the Whole Life Healing Podcast with Dr. Alexander Lloyd, best-selling author and founder of the Revolutionary Healing Codes Technique. Each week, Dr. Alex shares principles and methods from psychology, energy medicine, natural medicine, and spirituality to help you reduce stress, heal emotional and physical issues, and remove the barriers that hold you back from happiness and success. Join us as we learn to live our happiest, healthiest, and most successful lives. Here's Dr. Alex. Hi, Dr. Alex here. If you like the show today or any day, I would love it if you took about 10 seconds to go to iTunes and leave a review for the show. I've been doing this for about 14 years now, and I spend hundreds of hours every year in preparation and recording the show. And if you like it, if it's worth your time, if you think it might benefit others, I would love it if you could leave a review to recommend to your friends or just recommend it to your friends that could benefit from listening to the show. Thank you so very much. Since we are going to be talking about issues of health and well-being, we wanted to make sure that you understand that this information is not intended to cure or heal anything. Everything in the presentations is the opinion of Alex Lloyd. You should always check with a licensed healthcare provider about any specific health concern you may have. Hi, I'm Dr. Alex Lloyd, and welcome to Deep Water. Um, on and off, we're looking at the most controversial issues uh, in our world. And um, today we're going to be looking at gun rights versus gun control, which is listed in almost every list I can find of the top 10 most controversial issues in the world today. And I want to start this um, with uh, one of my favorite uh, clips of a speech of all time was uh, uh, President John Kennedy at, at his inauguration saying that um, we have so much in common as citizens of the world, okay, no matter what our race, no matter what our age, no matter what language we speak, we all uh, breathe the same air, uh, we all want what's best for our children. Um, we all have common uh, desires and, and, and sort of we're in this together, all right? And so I think it's critical to always remember that in controversial issues and maybe especially this one. Um, and the uh, recently there's been so much anger and hatred and uh in the Black Lives Matter movement and racial tensions and things like that um, related to uh, people being killed by guns in a, in a way that does not seem right or fair. And I want to know, I want you to know before I ever start that um, I have uh, nothing but love and sympathy and empathy for everyone who has gone through something like that. The victims, their families, extended families, the community, um, everyone. That is just horrible and um, unconscionable. And we all need to do whatever we can for our fellow man and, and 
as for this discussion today, especially in regard to the preservation of human life and um, um, putting down uh, violence that is anger, hatred, uh, bigotry uh, based. Um, I remember when I was just a young boy, probably no more than three or four years old, I grew up in a small town, about, oh, 4,000 people total. And uh, like uh, in every small town then, there was a Western Auto store, you know, that had bicycles and sleds and all kinds of things like that. And the Western Auto store was one of the most popular stores in town, um, along with the drugstore and grocery store and things like that. But some of those were sort of, you know, just local people. Western Auto was the big chain, you know, kind of like Sears that every uh, town had. Although our town did not have a Sears, but we had a Western Auto. And I'll never forget that Howard Horn owned the Western Auto in the town I grew up in, South Pittsburgh, Tennessee. And I heard one day, and I knew Howard. He was one of the nicest men I ever met. I went into the Western Auto, you know, to, um, to look at the brand new shiny bicycle that my parents couldn't afford to buy for me, to look at the wonderful sled. You know, I, I love going in there. I love the smell of it. I still remember the smell of it. Uh, and uh, I wish Western Autos were still around everywhere. But anyway... I remember hearing um, that Howard Horn, that, that someone had broke into the Western Auto to rob it, and Howard happened to be in the back working. Uh, they didn't know that, evidently. But when he surprised them, they shot him in the head, and it almost killed him, but it didn't. Um, but from then on, he had this great... He was bald-headed anyway, and he had this great big dent in his head, like right here. And it was one of those things, like you couldn't hardly look at him without uh, keep looking at that dent in his head. I'm, and he was very gracious about it. Um, but anyway, I was very glad he lived. But every time I saw him or thought about him, it really, I felt it in my heart, this pain, and, and um, that that should not happen, and how terrible it was. So I wanted to share those as, as sort of a foundation for the next few minutes, and I'll try to make this as fast as I can. Uh, statistics from the Center for Disease Control, um, and this is the latest research, which is 2015 to 2017. Daily, there are 316 people shot by a gun in the United States. 106 of them are killed, 95 are killed and shot intentionally, 39 are murdered, 90 the shooting is unintentional, and the person recovers. Okay, uh, And we're all aware of the racially motivated shootings and things and, and, and where they fall and that they do fall within those statistics. Um, 
One, of, uh, one person who's very outspoken about this issue is uh, German Lopez. And to me, I want to look at uh, basically three issues today. The first one, uh, uh, German Lopez prominently um, states, more guns, more murder. It's just that simple. More guns, more murder. Okay? That's the least common denominator. That's all you need to know. So let's get the guns. All right? Well, but is that the truth? It's one thing to say that. Another thing, is it the truth? And I'm definitely today trying to look at all sides of this. You may decide I missed a side or two, but I'm trying. And I've been researching this for some time to try to do that. Okay, so German Lopez, the more guns, the more murder. In response to that, the Journal of Criminal Justice did a very comprehensive um, analysis of 41 different studies related to gun violence, uh, gun control, freedom to have guns, etc. Uh, 21 of the studies showed a positive relationship between guns and violence, which supports Mr. Lopez's premise, more guns, more murder. In fact, he may have gotten it from those studies. I don't know. Or just kind of thinking it's common sense. I'm not sure which. But what the Journal of Criminal Justice found is that um, those 21 studies that indicated that were poorly done and not controlled properly. So as far as you know, having a research study, a clinical double-blind or whatever study to show a certain outcome or significance, the Journal of Criminal Justice said you can't do that with these 21 studies because they're poorly done and not controlled properly. All right? Uh, the conclusion of the Jour Journal of Criminal Justice's analysis of those 41 studies was this. Weak research supports more guns, more murder, and loss of life. Strong research does not support that. Okay? So, I'm trying my best not to impose my opinions here. And by the way, my opinion is I don't know what's best. I don't know the solution. All right? Um, I, I see things on both sides. All right? Uh, the second issue I want to look at is Australia. In 1996, Australia had a horrible, public, brutal, multiple-person slaying that kind of shook up the whole country. And so their governing body uh, passed new laws and had a forced buyback of weapons, primarily all weapons, um, you know, like sniper rifles and, you know, handguns that are not just for self-defense and things like that, uh, 
it really mandated the majority of firearms to be turned into the government. A forced buyback, all right? Well, research done on Australia indicated that um, Australia and New Zealand before 1996, before the forced buyback, and after 1996, and, and New Zealand is very similar to Australia, and they're there together. So they felt like it was made the study stronger to look at both of them. And what they found is that there was no difference before the buyback or after the buyback as far as day-to-day -day gun violence in Australia and New Zealand. Um, so that's number two. Number three is suicide. Why suicide? Because two-thirds of all gun deaths are from suicide. All right? The proponents of guns say, okay, but that's not murder. Suicide's not murder. The opponents of, you might say, gun freedom say, well, that doesn't matter. A life is a life. So, whether it's suicide or murder or accidental or whatever, it doesn't matter. You save a life, you save a life. Well, I, I have to say that I believe the opponent premise, you save a life, you save a life. It doesn't really matter what the intention was, whether the intention was violence or not violence, an accident, murders. It really doesn't matter. A life is a life. I think there's a fallacy in that, at least, at least by the proponents of that position. And here's why I feel that. Everyone's liberty in that situation, okay, doesn't matter what it is, a life is a life, accidental, suicide, murder, whatever, doesn't matter. Restrict it. Get rid of the guns, all right? The fallacy I see in that position is that it's basically saying we're gonna we're gonna every we're everyone's liberty is gonna be restricted for their own good because some will abuse that liberty. Let me say that again. Everyone's liberty is going to be restricted for their own good because some will abuse that liberty. Well my question is, if you open that door, you might call it a Pandora's box, which liberty is going to be next? Which is the next liberty that's going to be taken away by government for our own good? Because some people will abuse. And let me give you a couple of examples here. Uh, 480,000 people a year in the United States die from smoking every year. Guns, 39,000 a year. 480,000, 39,000. If a life is a life and it doesn't matter how it happens or what the intention was, then how come we still allow smoking? How, how come we still allow um, 
hard liquor when most of the research now, it used to say that one drink a day was actually healthy for you. The latest research says that's wrong. No drinks a day is the only healthy thing of hard liquor, okay? Even one drink a day can cause problems. Uh, another issue is, is there's many documented studies on the media's effect on violence, all right? Do we also restrict the liberty of media and the First Amendment right to free speech? Or, or do we not? What liberty is going to be next if we open that box and go down that road? Um, one of my favorite quotes about this that I've ever found, and it makes so much sense to me, it may not to you, but I wanted to read it. I, I wrote it down here is from uh, C.S. Lewis, and here's what he said. And, and please, just, just do your best to hear this with an open heart and mind, regardless of what your position is on, on this issue, is, is what I would ask. Okay, C.S. Lewis. Of all tyrannies, a tyranny sincerely exercised for the good of its victims may be the most oppressive. Those who torment for your own good will do it endlessly, for they do so with the approval of their own conscience. So here's the takeaway for me. Numbers can't show whether society respects the rights to make your own choices or whether we will allow the state to override whenever it deems necessary and expedient. And remember, the basic argument here, the biggest one, is a life is a life, and it doesn't matter about the intention, etc. Okay, uh, a few weeks ago on this program, we talked about abortion. Okay, well, 650,000 die each year from abortion. So, smoking, 480,000 a year. Abortion, 650,000 a year. Media, we have no idea, but the studies say it's a lot. Guns, 39,000. Um, this is a complicated issue, and, and again, for the victims of this, I have nothing but empathy and love, and what can we do to help? But this country, America, was founded on freedom. And, and a couple of the things that relate, at least in my thinking and heart, to this issue um, is number one, hunting. All right? Hunting has been a part of this country and most other countries from the dawn of man. All right? Now, it's easy to say you don't need hunting. Mostly the people that say that are people who really have grown up 
with an indoctrination that that is wrong or or not a good thing to do or that lower level people do that, we don't, um, that sort of thing. And, and I don't believe that's true. It, it's, it's one of our liberties as established by our founding fathers. Number two is self-defense and the right to defend your own life and your own family. Okay? Um, if, um, if someone breaks into my house and wants to do violence to my wife and children, and, and I know that, it is obvious to me they want to do violence to my wife and children and will if I don't do something and you ask me the question, would I shoot them or would I not? My answer is I would. Okay? Now, after it's over, I might feel guilty. I might feel like I did something wrong. And I might ask for forgiveness or, or whatever. I don't know. I've never been in that situation before. But I absolutely am confident if someone was trying to do harm, like, like death harm... Or, or very serious uh, life or death situation harm toward myself or my children, my family, maybe even friends, maybe even you. I, I do believe I would shoot them. Okay? Um, another thing established by our founding fathers as far as guns is for a citizen militia, all right? And the idea behind a citizen militia is that if our government ever runs off the rails completely and we no longer agree with the path our government is taking, it becomes a dictatorship or it's overthrown and becomes, you know, um, uh, something that, that we don't want those of us who are for life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, the purpose of the militia to our founding fathers was to throw that down and keep it from happening. Now, lots of people believe that wouldn't be possible to do today with all the automatic weapons and army and uh, police and everything else, but um, they had some of those things at that time too army police, and they still thought this was a very important right in order to ensure that America stays free and a democracy. Okay? Now, is there a better way to ensure that if, if the government runs off the rails? I don't know. But, ladies and gentlemen, in the last couple of years, we have certainly seen, seen the government come closer to running off the rails and some would say they did, than I've ever seen in my lifetime. So the idea that, that that is a possible occurrence that we would need to stand up as citizens to try to prevent, to keep our lives free, does seem possible to me. Um, you can come to your own conclusion about that. I believe... Um, I believe the, the guns that would not be appropriate for hunting or for self-defense, I believe it would be fine 
to take those away. The, those sniper rifles and all that automatic weapons and handguns that are, you know, much more aggressive and geared toward um, uh, initiating violence. Uh, I, I absolutely believe it'd be a great thing to take those off the market, all right? But the other ones for hunting, for self-defense, for a militia, um, for an invasion by a foreign country, if they got by our country's defenses, I believe our Founding Fathers intended us to have the opportunity to defend our freedom and liberty, whether it is from external forces in other countries or internal forces in our own country. Now, is that worth the death of 39,000 people a year? I can't answer that. But remember, two-thirds of those are suicide, not racial violence or robberies or, or things like that. So, it, it, and if you agree with the, but a life is a life, then I would ask you, what's our next liberty that's going to be put at risk? Um, and I, 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 I don't know the answer, all right? But, again, I believe that, that we can come to an effective solution, maybe not a completely effective solution, but a more effective solution if we will discuss this in love, in kindness, trying to put our prejudices and biases at the door, and uh, that we are, as, as John Kennedy said, um, we're in this together, and we need to solve this together, and we need to love and care about each other, support each other, help each other, protect each other, comfort each other, all of the above. So um, this is a very difficult issue. Uh, if you disagree with me, that's absolutely fine, okay? If, uh, if uh, the right to own guns and the right to not is, if those are over here, okay, and right here is sort of the middle and, and you know, you don't really, you're not really a proponent of either one maybe, I'm probably <laughs> right here, okay, just a little bit um, off-center. Because every time I see one of these horrible, um, someone losing their life from gun violence, it, it just, it, it hurts me, all right? I think something else we need to do is uh, tougher screening, um, uh, support for mental health. Very often when one of these mass shooting happens, uh, not always, but probably about eight times out of ten, when they start looking at that person's life, they were troubled, and people knew they were troubled. Now, about two times out of ten, that's not obvious, but about eight times, it is, all right? Well, we need a situation where those eight and ten who are troubled, often at a young age, can get some help, and maybe all or a significant portion of them um, 
not ever get to a place where they become violent. Um, so um, that's my two cents. I hope I didn't offend anyone. Please comment, uh, throw rocks at me. I can take it and I love constru constructive criticism. And maybe your opinion will change my opinion. So um, send it to us, bring it on. And um, let's, uh, let's put our heads and hearts together and see if we can improve this and maybe even someday make it almost a non-issue in America. Um, I look forward to that. So I hope that uh, at least gives you something to think about this week and maybe discuss with some other folks. And I hope you have a wonderful, blessed day. <music>